thank you so much. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing well as well. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, six and one right now inside league play, coming off a pretty dominant win against Bryant at Patrick Jim on Saturday. How would you assess how your team is playing right now? How do you feel about everything? I feel like, especially last game, offensively, we're doing a really good job at getting people the right shots in our offense. And I feel like a lot of people are playing with confidence right now on the offensive side. But also, I think that our defense has honestly been the reason why we're doing so well right now. I think that we're playing people's tendencies very well. We're sticking to the game plan. And we're, our defensive stops are getting us easy transition buckets right now. And I think the more transition game we're having, the more points we're seeing on the board and the more confidence we're getting all together. Does it feel different once we get into February, which we're, all, we're just about in February? Do things start to feel different around this time as someone who's done it now in you know, five years? Um, Not really. I mean, I think when we, you play everyone once and you're like, oh, gosh, now I have to play everyone again. There's like a little bit more of like a, okay, we, a little bit sense of like confidence or lack of confidence based on how you played against a team. Um, but I mean, I feel like all of us, like our kind of like team cultures really just keep our head down and play the same team the same way, no matter what. We talked about this yesterday. We actually did a, a pretty deep dive on the men's team yesterday and, you know, we said that team kind of has a different hero every night, right? Some guy, you know, one day AD scores 18, the next day TJ Long scores 18, and it kind of just goes in waves for them. And I said, that's a really cool quality to have, but I'd also really love to know, like, who's getting me 20 a night. Your mm -hmm. team has that dynamic. You've scored in double figures 18 of the 21 games. You're constantly the leading scorer. How important is it for you to at least be a consistent driving force offensively so your team knows where offense is coming from? Yeah, um, I think that just the hard work that is put in should just continue to give me that confidence. Um, obviously, there's going to be days where uh, other teams key in on one person and maybe those points are harder to come by. And that's when you can't force it and it's going to be somebody else's day. And when you start getting it to other people, that's when your game will start to open up a little bit. So um, something that I, as I've gotten older and being in college basketball for a while is that everything comes in waves. So there might be uh, a couple quarters where they're really keying in on me and offense is not pretty, really easy to come by, but um, getting the ball to other people and not trying to force it too much um, eventually will open up the game for me as well on the back end. So um, yeah, it, to me, like the numbers say that, but it really just depends like how the team, other teams playing and, um, just the flow of the game, really. You know, we talked about her two weeks ago, but the emergence of Kira Hansen has continued to be a storyline. She continues to shoot it really well from outside and kind of providing you that second or third score on any given night. She certainly looks like she's gotten very comfortable in the offense. Take me back to earlier in your career. How long did it take you to feel comfortable? Yeah, I think it, it has been a little different between me and Kira, and I don't, I can't understand exactly where she's coming from in the sense that when I came into the program, like I started first game as a freshman and it's been that way ever since. And so I haven't had to experience the way that, you know, Kira has had to really like fight for those minutes because she came into the program when it was really, really developed and really, really good. Um, and then I came into the program when, you know, the freshmen were able to get a lot of minutes and they were able to make a lot of mistakes. So I was able to play and learn from my mistakes while playing. Well, whereas Kira, it, 
for her, like she had to really fight for those minutes. And then whenever she was in those minutes really, really counted. And like, um, she had a much shorter leash than, than I did my freshman year and sophomore year. So, um, it is a little bit different. Um, but you know, just being there as much as I can, being a big sister to her, um, being able to give her advice because I still felt that pressure and no matter the circumstance, there is that pressure to, you know, you never make a mistake. Like you always want to do the right thing, but you know, coming off the bench, it's definitely difficult when your legs are a little bit cold and you haven't really gotten in the flow and everybody else has yet. So it's definitely difficult, but I think that she's done a really good job at figuring that out and maneuvering that. We're talking with Emma Otterback, the UVM women's basketball standout here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. This is a general question for you. It's not so much related to your team, but we spent a lot of time this year talking about football, right? Talking about the Patriots and the poor season they had. And one of the reasons they had a poor season is because, you know, I've said their quarterback, Mac Jones, really lost all of his confidence. And the coaching staff didn't do anything to give him confidence. From a coaching perspective, what kind of coach do you like to play for? A hard-nosed coach who's going to yell at you a bunch, a coach who's going to you know, put their arm around you a little bit. What kind of coaching styles do you respond to? I love a passionate coach that understands every single individual player and the way they like to be coached because not all 14, 15 girls on a roster are going to be like, are going to like being coached the same. Some people need to be screamed at or else they don't feel motivated or they don't feel like you care or they don't take it as seriously. Like me personally, I really like when a coach pulls me to the side and explains things to me. I'm a very cerebral player. And like, I need to understand really what you're saying. If you're screaming at me now, if I need it and I'm like not there, like, of course you can scream at me. But if it's something where I'm seriously not understanding what's going on or I'm not understanding the read to pull me to the side and really explain it to me, you will get the most out of me as a player. Now, the person next to me might need someone to get in their face and get that out of them and get that passion out of them. But I already have that passion and I'm also like, really hard on myself anyways so if you are sitting there just absolutely screaming at me and um tearing me down like sometimes I'm my worst critic so it's like I'm already doing that to myself so if you can make it more like technical like okay this is what we did wrong and how can we fix it um it kind of gets me more out of my emotional state do you learn well like you know, coaches standing next to you explaining something in practice or do you like to see it on a whiteboard or in film better um, film definitely helps, but I also like, um, say I'm, I get pulled out for a rep and she is pointing something out to me while like another group is going to where I'm also like hearing her feedback, but also I'm able to see somebody else do it right in front of my face, but also to see myself in the action. That's when film really, really helps. You guys are taking on Albany coming up on Thursday. That's a, a big game in this league, right? They're unbeaten. They're in first place. They've won 14 games in a row. It's a rematch of the conference title game from a year ago. What? How do you keep your emotions in check? And certainly what's going to be your biggest test so far going on the road on Thursday? Honestly, just holding on to that experience piece. I think we were all, well, most of us were all there last year. So it is very, they're very capable of being beaten. We did it twice last year. And so, um, we can do it again. I think if we stay confident and understand they're a very talented team and it's going to, especially they're very, very good on their home floor as well. So understanding that they're going to have their runs, but not letting that dig into our confidence and still staying true to who we are and knowing that after their run, it's our turn to have a run. And we just like keep pushing and not let their runs get the best of us. 
that is exactly how we're going to win the game. Like staying confident and leaning on that experience that we've been through in the past couple of years. You've done a pretty good job all year talking to us about staying in the moment and look, win or lose. It is just one game on Thursday. So how do you go about staying in the moment and recognizing that no matter what happens, that's not the end all be all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said before, like, it's just one game and we're going to have a game on Saturday and we're going to have to play them again. And then we're going to have the whole playoffs tournament. So like this game 100% matters, but it's not like if we lose this game right now or on Thursday, our season's done. So if we lose, we can still go back to the drawing board and there's a lot to learn. We're playing them. We could potentially play them two more times. So it's not something that we could get get down about, but it's really just a learning experience at this point. Like if we fail, it's not final. So um, I think we're not really trying to focus on like, oh, what if we lose? Like we're definitely having the mindset like we can definitely win this game. But obviously there is that chance that that could happen. And I think if we just keep the right mindset, we'll be able to come go and play them again when they're at our place and we'll be fine. Now you're in your fifth year. I think you're fairly media savvy i can tell on social media you're fairly into the sports psychology uh side of things is coaching in your future you sound like a coach uh, everyone asks me that um i feel like college basketball like i have fallen in love with the whole part of college basketball with just like the recruiting and just the passion and the pageantry like i love all of it to me i want a big family and i feel like it's really it's a lot of time it's very time consuming to be a college coach and I would want to be like a head coach. And so to me, it seems like it's not in my cards, but at the same time, like you never know. Um, but I do feel like it's something that I'd be interested in for sure. I didn't say it had to be college coaching. You could be Emma Utterback, uh, you know, running a JV program somewhere. You just sound yeah, like, yeah. you just sound like a coach. So Emma oh, Utterback, thank you. UVM women's basketball standout, big game on Thursday on the road at Albany top team in the conference right now. And uh, right now, these two teams battling for that top spot in the uh, looming America East uh, tournament a couple, eh, five weeks or so from now. So, Emma, much appreciated. Good luck on Thursday. We'll look forward to catching up in two weeks. Awesome. Thanks for having me.